Hello and welcome to another episode of the Back to Warcraft podcast. It's episode 12. Today is June 8th, 2021. And uh, we're back for another one. I'm joined, of course, with Neo. Neo Giannis, you've been enjoying vacation. How are you, my friend? Why do you just assume that I enjoy it? Are you assuming? Well, I, are you assuming my mental state right now? So the fact that you needed a month already makes me feel like you're weak. So now I'm asking if you're okay, right? So we've established that you can't take the heat. So now, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. This is probably wow. my last podcast. But uh, no, no, no. Uh, you know, just how you doing, man? How you doing? I think uh, you've been on and off, like back and forth. You're, you're on vacation, but you're still around because there's certain things that you have to do. Um that we can't do, like legally. But uh, yeah, how how are you, man? How are you doing? Thanks. I I per I haven't really spoken to you in a long time. How are you doing? Well, actually, we talked on Thursday. That was four days ago or something. No, today's Tuesday. Five days. So uh, this is one of the shortest periods between two podcasts. I hope we fill it uh, or, or will fill it professionally. Um, I'm all right. I still can't really relax too much today was one of the first days where i really really enjoyed a lot and then you called hey let's do a podcast today <laughs> oh damn okay so um what did we talk about yeah the hockey thing right i, I was into hockey so uh saturday i gathered some friends and we watched the hockey semi-final and we lost that hurt me quite a bit um and my roommates decided uh, on Friday, hey, let's redo the entire terrace. So all my plans of spending the weekend on the terrace, in the sun, with a book, with hockey, with a couple of drinks, out the window. Uh, they did all the work, so I didn't have to do anything. But, you know, ruined my weekend plans quite a bit. Then we lost hockey. There was constant noise of them redecorating everything, obviously. They did it very well. It was kind of their project. They did it very well, so I won't complain about that. But yeah, there was this was not the, the quiet place that I was hoping for. So there was noise from there. Then I had my Russian neighbors who were throwing a three-day party. So there was no quiet place there. Then some other neighbors uh, who are living basically uh, in our third floor here in this house decided, hey, let's have a birthday party. I'm not sure if, you know, uh, there was all Corona conform and all. That felt like there were a hundred people in there. And I'm not too sure they were all vaccinated, to be honest. So there was a lot of noise coming. Uh-oh. Did you from... call the cops? No, no, no. I, I... I'm not that old yet, dude. I'm not that old yet. But here comes uh, opponent number four, I guess. One neighbor from the neighbor's house. So not the house that we were living in where the party was, but from the house across. He thought, uh, well, you guys are a little loud. And he put the boxes, like his, his speakers, into his window to, towards our terrace and was just blasting techno music so there was source of noise number four we have a little beef now we have a little war now and speaking of war late at night when everything was quiet and i was a little hammered and i went through 
the sorrow of being eliminated from the semifinals of the Ice Hockey World Cup. I hear a plop. And, uh, yeah, I was like, what the hell is that? Is it raining now? Are birds or frogs flying from the sky? Nope. Another neighbor, this time the left-hand side. I think it's an Airbnb apartment because there's always different people there. I'm not 100% sure. They decided to throw the trash of their party onto our terrace. So there was sausages, empty salad boxes, uh, you know... Plastic cups raining down on us. And of course, horrible German rap music. So we kind of declared war and uh, threw stuff back like water, <laughs> water balloons and stuff. Nothing too fancy. And yeah, we kind of have war with two of our neighbors now that we don't know. Another thing like uh, on the ground floor. Our neighbors have dogs, and from the birthday party, one or two glass bottles fell down from the third floor to the first floor, so there was uh, splinters and, and glass shatters everywhere. That was stressful. My weekend was a complete, was completely horrible. From front to back, pretty much everything it was horrible. It was just, just noise and annoyance and stress. I hated this weekend. That was my weekend. That's like the... That's one of the worst things, man. If you if you fight with your neighbors or you have beef or or you know that they're going to go out of their way to to fuck you over, that is like one of the worst things you could do. Yeah. Living in an apartment. Um yeah. that's pretty wild, man. The fact that you're actually fighting with bunch like two or three of them is uh not good. It's not healthy. Um you should probably squash that beef. You know what you should be? Unless they know you personally and by your face or whatever, you should be the nice one in the apartment. That says, you know what, my roommates are dicks. Let's uh, let's try to work it out because uh, that could backfire, man. You could have dogs pooping on your on your stuff. Maybe oh, they yeah. throw a bag of poop down. Oh, Maybe yeah. they set it on fire and throw a bag of poop down. Um, <laughs> you seem the music very experienced. Level, yeah, no, it's it's not a good spot to be in. Um, yeah, that you don't that, have all. Yeah, the uh, the beef with the dude with the loud techno music continued on Sunday, uh, and then. We asked kindly if he could turn the music down, and he finally showed his face and said, oh, it was so loud last night. We're, dude, we're, it's not us, man. We're just sitting here on the terrace. We're playing some ping pong, watching ice hockey. Uh, the guys. What did, what, did he, what did he say? You cut out a little bit there. I think your, oh. uh, your pop filter's on or something. Oh, if you oh. scream, it cuts out. Oh, sorry. Uh, so basically, uh, he thought that we were so loud, but it was the n neighbors from upstairs who were so loud. And, yeah, uh, we kind of told him that's not us. I don't think he believed us. That was, like, first contact. I'm curious. He didn't want our numbers or anything. Like, that would be the easiest thing in the world. Just create a WhatsApp group or whatever messenger you use. Like, hey, guys, you're a little too loud. Could you quiet down a bit? Nope. He declared all-out war on us. Uh, wow. So, yeah, we'll see. We'll see where this goes. I am looking forward to a summer a summer of warfare. We lost the first battle. That's pretty sure. I mean, we had tr trash on our uh, terrace. So yeah, the guy above is always going to win. You don't want to be with the guy above. Clearly a loss. But, you know, we got some time to prepare. Summer's long. So uh, either we settle this in a diplomatic way with the WhatsApp group, probably. Or I'm going to have a lot of fun in the next three to four months. 
Oh no, that's brutal, man. It's yeah. summer too. Everyone's out. Yeah. That's uh, that's pretty brutal. That sucks, man. Like you can't, you can't live. Like you, you can't uh, win. You know, you want to take a break. You want to relax on the terrace, and people are just dropping. I mean, would the sausages look good or? <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, pr- pretty cheap, if uh, you ask me. Uh, that's too bad. <sighs> yeah, but uh, now two of my roommates are gone. That already makes everything a lot quieter. If it's just two people in the apartment, not four. Uh, one half of the ground floor neighbors is gone as well. The Airbnb apartment is empty again so i guess i can enjoy the next five days and then i go to another city and then there's just three days and i move into a little uh flat at the beach for five days so things are probably getting better from now on why don't you and this might be stupid but why don't you just get your own place uh you can afford it could afford it but then like the market here in Hamburg is absolutely horrible, so it would be a lot of stress to just get an apartment. Then I would have to make sure that it's kind of noise-proof as well, otherwise I have the same situation with other neighbors. And our place is really cool, and my roommates are usually kind of cool in a way that I don't have to care about anything, especially when I'm a little stressed. So I don't have to clean too much. I don't have to do anything on the terrace. I don't have to take out the trash too often, you know. Uh, they're doing all, all all the housework. You so, probably don't make a mess. Really. I don't. Like no, probably, no, 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 no. It's mostly yeah. them. And I, of course I clean. Like you're in, you're invisible myself. there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's probably going to be too stressful and probably not as centered as it is now. Like, to the center of the city. And, I don't know. I thought about it. Maybe in the future, but I didn't even have time to take care of myself in, in the past two or three months. So then I would need to take care about myself and the flat and a new flat and then the move. <sighs> Sounds undoable to me. Yeah, especially like the move could be really bad. That could put you out. Oh, yeah. Like if you were planning this for this month, like if you already looked for a place yeah. and you confirm like, hey, I'll move in like in the month of June, take the whole bit. This would have been perfect. But yeah, like you can't, you don't have the time. And plus it's going to knock you out from it. No internet for maybe weeks. Um, yeah, that's, uh, that's a bummer, man. But it's good that you have good uh, roommates. It's good that you like the place. Um, the neighbors thing has got to be squashed because that's going to be really bad. Unless like you can kind of separate yourself from that and just let your roommates deal with the war. And then you just kind of do your own thing. <laughs> well, to be honest... Once I'm back from vacation, I won't be affected by this too much because I'm spending all day and all evening inside as well. And then at some point there's nighttime and I guess then we'll be peaceful. So it's mostly on them anyway. I got a question for you, man. Yeah. And I think I think we relate to it. Have you seen Bo Burnham's new special? No, but I heard about it. Who was talking it's about it? It's really good in the sense that the world is really bad (laughs) um and it it hit home to me because he literally does like a streaming bit where he's like yeah we're gonna do a new game oh big shout out to thanks for the four months Uh, appreciate it like he's literally just memeing like the twitch thing um the vibe but then he also like points out like how this what we're doing right now is becoming like our real world and we go outside to like shop or like get a haircut 
but then we're right back here. Like this is the world we live in on Instagram and and through like Twitter and and it's 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 so bizarre. And I was wondering if you can relate to that. Where when you go outside and see sunlight, do you feel like that is the outside and this is this is the inside for you? You know what I mean? Because oh, yeah. I feel that way too. Like I feel like going outside is like taboo almost. Like, uh, you know, I used to, I used to bar hop and stuff, but like, I just, I feel like going outside is like weird for me now because my whole life is dedicated to this online bubble, if you will, oh, yeah. that we lock ourselves into. It was very eye opening uh, to watch that special. And I just wonder if you relate to any of that. Oh, definitely. Um, especially when it comes to communicating with people, I talk to a lot more people online and more frequently than I do offline, which is, I mean, obviously I'm spending a lot of time in front of the PC and on my phone, so I'm talking to you guys, uh, to the organizers, to the War 3 Champions team, to some designers, uh, that very, very frequently, usually. So that is a lot of communication, and then at the end of the day, I'm kind of done, like, especially after streaming, I'm kind of done talking, so I just sit there and let them talk, like my, my real roommates talk, and... I don't know. I don't do too much verbal communication most of the time. I kind of need to prepare for it. So I need a day off prior prior to meeting someone for six to seven hours. I don't know. It's kind of weird. Um, but I, I, I went to a bar last week. I think we talked about it in the last podcast. And it didn't feel too weird to me. So, of course, it was outside. But it wasn't as weird as I thought it would be. Just... I think the first, like, you, you re-normalize in a couple of steps. First, you take a walk or something. Then you meet a couple of new people. Then, or uh, you at least see them, right? You're, you're, you're uh, on the street with them or whatever. Then you hang out in parks with, like, four to five of your friends. And you see these little groups, which normalizes you even more. And then you hang out uh, in the outside area of a bar for the first time in forever. And that normalizes things even more so i think it's a it's a slow and steady process back to the old normal you know what like the most normy thing like when i see that or i'm a part of it it's like oh this is like outdoors is like the smoke break circle oh, yeah. like you know when you're at a bar and you go outside for a smoke for sure. um oh, and yeah, like I everyone's hanging out and like socializing like that's like the most like okay this is real life you know what I mean? It's so weird to explain this for people that are probably normies listening to this podcast, but uh, like we are so me and me and Giannis at least are like so connected online, way more than we are to real life, and it's it is scary um, when you think about it. Yeah, it went to like, a degree well, where I was in a conversation with uh, like in a chat with with someone, but then I really had to take a shower because I think the broadcast was about to start, and the first thing after showering. I don't grab a towel. I grab my phone to respond to that person again. That's nuts. I mean, yep. You, Same. One minute, two minutes thing, but you. That already puts a lot of stress on you as well. Like, you just had this five minutes of relaxation with the shower, and then first thing is you just stress yourself again by continuing this this conversation while drying up, while doing whatever you do with your body. Uh, after showering so yeah this is this is the world we live in sometimes you gotta watch that special you gotta watch that special it's really it's really good i put it on the agenda for tonight i don't think i have too much to 
do tonight. I'm playing Zelda a lot, uh, but I can put it on the side. That's, that's yeah, it. it's it's worth. It's Good very um. Yeah, it's very eye-opening. I don't even know how to explain it. I don't even know if he wanted it to be good or bad. It's really just like, um, I don't know what it is. It's pretty wild, I think, is the only way I can really explain it. It's He's very, I don't want to say woke because I hate that term. I think those people are weird. But he's very aware. He's very, very aware of the world he lives in. We'll say that, um, right. which but is, uh, yeah, it's good. That, um, a lot's happened since you've been gone. You know, wait, wait, uh, just 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 a tiny little thing uh, that goes kind of hand in hand with the book I'm reading. That is uh, by Haruki Murakami. That is my my favorite uh, author uh, from Japan, and he wrote a book called Killing Commentador. That's what I'm reading right now. It's an it's about an artist who had a pretty good life, uh, had a fiance, etc., etc., and then his fiance uh, just quits him, and he's self isolating himself this is where like that part is starting right now so yeah uh that's that's a big topic at the moment i guess yeah that's a weird thing like i'm single but like when i was in a relationship i wasn't as committed to online things as i was now like um i had dust gaming and we were just doing our thing but i could easily just like take the day or whatever like with the commitments i have to back to warcraft i don't know if i could honestly step away from commitments but also like if i'm out for dinner like i'm gonna want to look at my phone oh yeah like, like i'm gonna want to check what's going on because i probably um i probably canceled something that i was gonna do online to go out and spend time with like my significant other for sure. um so like it, on the back of my like I, and i've been there i've been at like the sushi restaurant and i'm like i have my phone there and i used to put my phone upside down out of respect like mm -hmm. even if it flickers and notification like i i'm i'm focused on you you know the person i'm with um, but there were times like, like the walk to the restaurant, I'm on my phone, like the walk to the car, I'm on my phone. And, uh, if she opens the phone, then I'm opening the phone. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> so like uh, my main priority is like, okay, as soon as like wrap this up because I'm probably missing DMS or I probably need to do something. Um, just very, very bizarre. Like, I don't even know right now with like the, the commitments to back to Warcraft, if I could have. A relationship yeah for sure you oftentimes say that in our private uh, chats etc i'm married to this channel and married to the channel married to the channel and that's kind of exactly what it is uh you, you gotta take care of all the people in the team who are oftentimes also behaving like children uh pretty pretty similarly actually there's there's a lot of chores you have to do you gotta get the money and you, you gotta feed everybody um us and back to Warcraft is pretty much like a four-man marriage, which is kind of weird. But hey, it's a poly polyamorous relationship. Where the <laughs> channel, the <laughs> channel is the woman, and we're all just like trying to chip away. Yeah, we all bring something different to it. Maybe and we should love. And she, maybe we should yeah. move to Utah. Oh, well, yeah, maybe not, yeah. They won't be probably 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 Alabama or Mississippi or something <laughs> like that. Would Who they likes be polyamorous? Fine? Yeah. Would they be fine? with the homosexual aspect of that four-man marriage though i think so i well it depends where you go yeah probably not um, utah polyamorous states in u.s i there's like i don't know i watch like you know those shows where um 
where like it's like one wife and like four husbands or something. There's like TV shows. TV about this. shows. I don't know. Eh? I know other. I don't know. I, I don't. I, Massachusetts I, I, city officially recognizes polyamory. Maybe it's a Massachusetts show. I don't know, but uh, I know other formats where it's like that. There's a yeah. There's a. I mean, people do it. It's very common. Yeah. Polyamorous relationships are a thing. Um, I'd be for it if I could swing it. <laughs> Dude, don't you think it's super stressful as well? Because not only do you have to um, please like one woman, that's stressful enough, but like four. Charlie Sheen does it. Isn't he like half dead by now? Yeah, he's literally like a zombie at this point, but he still swings it. So, I don't know. It's so uh, I've never I've work, I, eh? I've never had the option. I think I don't know. It's um. I've been in different relationships though, and the person that I was with offered me different or brought different things than others. So I can definitely see how you could like grab bag. Like I love the way this person does that. I love the way this person does that. And if the other person are cool with it, then that's how it works, right? Mm -hmm. um, because in these shows, like there's like five women, one dude, and they're all like un under the understanding that this is like fine. Um, but at least, but yeah, like, even if you spend one day with. One of the girls, it's already five days of your week booked, right? But sometimes you can do double. But what I'm saying is I can't even do one. Yeah. I can't even handle one. Like, I would have to be like, oh, sorry, I'm busy Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Well, what about Monday? Monday, I'm working. Yeah. Oh, Tuesday, Monday, Tuesday, I'm working. Wednesday? Ah, Wednesday, I'm broadcast. Like, I, I do that now. I do that where, like, people are like, hey, do you want to hang out? And I'm like, um, I might be able to schedule, like, Tuesday. Like, Tuesday's always a dead day for us. Um, but like, that's it. Like Wednesday, we're always doing something Thursday, Friday, Saturday. the weekends are a write off, especially if I have like, I work every other weekend. So, um, weekends for me are just like a no go. Like I have to schedule you in somewhere during the week, but, uh, like a girlfriend for, I don't even know. Same I don't even know. Of course, the other people that you want to meet, they want to hang out on weekends because they have to work nine to five, uh, yes. from Monday through Friday. So it's really, really complicated to just hang out it's it sucks plus people like make plans and bail i think people are so like uh people don't like committing to anything and they just like i think they like the idea of like oh let's hang out on friday yeah that sounds good but when friday comes they're like eh. and like that happens so much my day that, was so um, busy today Am I no i think pay? i think because of these because of the phones man it's so easy to find a better alternative like that, you know? So people don't want to commit like I'll never or someone will never make plans with you for Friday because it's Tuesday and Wednesday or Thursday, something better could come up for Friday. So I think people are just really flaky and um, and just like afraid of commitment because there's always something better. But let's be honest, you here. know, like what could be better than spending an evening with Ricky Robbie Dew? There's people here lis listening right now who would pay for the opportunity. No, that's Three not true. Three to four digits. I'm 100% sure. No, that's not true. Guys, put it in chat. Put it in the YouTube comments. Put it on the Patreon comments. Pay? Pay three digits. Like a hundred bucks minimum to hang out with me? No. For sure. Of course not. For no way. Just ask uh, Emma from... DreamHack social media. Emma would pay a hundred bucks plus to hang out with me? What am I, like, uh, famous... The, if you wear the clown costume, for yeah, well, sure. Yeah, she would do that, actually. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I, I, don't, I don't know, man. I don't know. I am... Uh, first of all, you don't have to ever 
pay to hang out with me, okay? I if you see me at a land when we have lands, just come up to me. We'll have a beer. We'll have a good time. But don't be afraid, please. Um, I want to hang out with you. Um, that's one of the best parts of all of this, like meeting real people. I wish that we weren't, dude. Can you imagine if we joined? Maybe we wouldn't have had the same success because a lot of people are at home, and maybe I wouldn't have even take this plunge if COVID wasn't a thing and I was locked in my house. But can you imagine if we had the year that we had, but with lands? It would be the most fun we've ever had. It would be the most fun I've ever had in my life. Probably. Probably, yeah. Uh, It'd be dope. We'd have so much fucking fun. All four of us, we'd get hammered. We'd party. We'd cast. We'd do what we do. We'd travel the world. It would be amazing. Yeah, but it's it's a really interesting question. It's like... Uh, question like would you and Carson have this gig if not for COVID because when you really started to shine was DreamHack America right that was the first time mm-hmm. we uh, of course we had Dust League but it was kind of your thing uh, and you did it like you did everything and we didn't have to do much for it at all uh, so when we were working together for the first time was actually DreamHack Summer and DreamHack Summer wouldn't exist if not for the pandemic and I don't know if they would hire you in um, because like, yeah, I don't even think that honestly it would be an option because if we just kept going to the lands, I would have been, well, I'm a manager trying to show off Hitman to, uh, to Melbourne and to, you know what I mean? That would have been my thing. I wouldn't have been thinking like, oh, everything's online. Let's try to cast. I mean, the goal was to always put Dust League on, on Back to Warcraft. But I something happened with COVID where we both, Carson and I, decided let's just give this a shot because it's a lot of fun. But yeah, would they have hired the same amount of casters for for that? Maybe not. Probably, I mean, for Anaheim... Probably just be me, Remo, Todd with a, with, with with a, a different host. host all the time, I think. Yeah, I don't even think there'd be room, even if they wanted, even if they really wanted to, I don't think there'd be room for us. So um, the fact that we have this online 14-day region thing, you don't have enough manpower. Um, yeah. So it kind of opened up that window for us, but that's a it's a really good question. So it's a catch-22. Like, yeah, all life would be so much better, but you wouldn't have this life if it wasn't for COVID. I mean, I wouldn't be able to just write off my whole year um, for work and this channel, which I, which I chose to do uh, last January. I chose, you know what? All my vacation will be dedicated towards this channel. All my, all my time. I gave the, the entire year of 2021 <laughs> yeah. to this channel. And so far it's going good, but I wanted it. And, um, I took that decision knowing that if I get in a relationship, the channel comes first. If I want to go on vacation, the channel comes first, like anything. Um, I wouldn't have had that opportunity without COVID because I'd be working and I'd be outside. I'd be social. I used to be social. Now I don't really want to. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, same here. Like usually, thanks to the terrace and uh, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera, there were always a lot of people hanging out at our place. Like sometimes. I thought you said terrorists. I was like, <laughs> because what? we have a lot of terrorists. No, we terrorists. have a lot of terrorism. So I like to stay home. I was like, yeah, let's stay home, <laughs> no, dude. No, That's no, pretty no. scary. Uh, because of our terrorists, which is pretty good, uh, we always had like ten to twelve people here at our place, and then. I just had a 10-hour broadcast, and I just want to chill, but there's 10 people outside, so I can't really. I will not, like, I'm not looking forward to having that again. So, to that degree, I wish I could have, like, my little bubble here, uh, where people just can't enter, but I can invade their space, you know what I mean? Yeah, I do know what you mean. I'm the same way. Sometimes I'm really sociable. And I think people probably in my house think I'm like uh, bipolar because I'll be like 
anyone asks me a question and I'll just snap sometimes. Like, I don't want to hear it. I'll give them like a snobby response. Oh, like yeah. I'm not in the mood. And then they go like, what's wrong with you? And I'm like, I don't know. Just leave me alone. And I can't explain it. It's fair. And then other times, and then other times I'm like, Hey, like, do you want to go out for something? And they probably think like, dude, you were such a dick yesterday. What, what's going on? And it's weird, man. Like, I don't know. You just sometimes you don't want to talk to anybody. Exactly. And then um, it's the little things too. Like, it's not even that what they said was bad or annoying. I just, it, they could have said anything. They could have said, you want a million bucks? I'd be like, no, leave me alone. Get away from me, you know? Um, <laughs> I totally feel you, man. Especially when I come home from like getting groceries or visiting a friend or whatever you do these days. And... The neighbor's dog is barking, right? Because he sees me, he's kind of excited, he likes me, so he's barking to say hello. And sometimes that pisses me off so much. I want to kill that thing. Not really, uh, but you know what I mean. And sometimes it's super nice and you cuddle with them a little bit and then you head over to the neighbors for a drink and all of a sudden it's 2 a.m. and you're hammered like both of these worlds exist and i can't really make a prediction like is today a day where i'm getting annoyed or is today a day where uh i'm hanging out with them like it's, it's so weird also I, I think my tolerance for noise is drastically going down like i can't tolerate too much noise that i'm not creating myself anymore and I think that's due to noise-canceling headphones because they can just shut up the world whenever I'm just by myself. But if I'm not, I'm not used to, like, annoying noises anymore. So I don't tolerate them anymore. I'm, I'm like, well. because we control the sound, um, I'm, I also pick up other sounds better than I did before. Hmm. Like, because, like, if you deal with production, I think, too, you always look for, like, wait, is that coming through? Like, is this, is this, sh like, shit? You know what I mean? Like, what is that? Can you hear the motorcycle? Like, and I think <laughs> yeah. because of that, you, like, get used to, like, hearing different um, uh, nuances. I mean, if I'm not streaming and I'm sitting on my couch, it doesn't really bother me. I kind of, like, I have a very high tolerance for um, anything that's annoying because I am annoying. <laughs> Um, like I just, <laughs> honestly, I don't really care about much, man. Like it's kind of hard to, to trigger me. You probably know this already. Like it takes a lot to like bother me or upset me or trigger me. And I'm pretty chill, man. Um, for the most part, I'm just chilling. So, True. but I hear that. I hear that for sure. Like just, um, sometimes there'll be like a dog barking, dogs barking outside, piss me off because like, let your dog in, um, exactly. you lazy motherfucker exactly. but uh cats for meowing, the, for the same thing yeah but for the most part it's it's not too bad you know what always triggers me remo clearing his throat uh it what happens. do you think about the pausing what do you think about the pausing before he speaks does that because he'll take like five seconds before he jumps in do you notice that too <laughs> Uh, and like he'll take can, a breath sometimes do you like that i can't understand it especially with online casting because sometimes you don't know if your co-caster wants to talk a little more especially with me i'm kind of doing awkward pauses sometimes uh he got pretty good at that but i do feel you that he's no aspen gold who's just talking all the freaking time doesn't really matter what it is there has to be no he picks contact. his he picks his spots he picks his spots he picks his spot yeah and i guess that is once again the difference between color commentator and play-by-play -play, though yep they pick their spots and they nail it it's like yep. uh it's quality where we're quantity you know like we just pump it out just diarrhea at the mouth where he's like if i'm gonna say something i'm gonna make sure it's right i'm gonna make sure it's good yeah it um, feels like i i agree i don't really hear him clear his throat like does he like <clears throat> like all the freaking time all i don't hear it dude uh, maybe i don't notice will. 
Now you will. It's like these. Now I will. How yeah. I met your mother. Uh, glass shatter moment. That now I told you, you will realize it, and all the people out there as well. Dude, it happens. So like, I don't know. I don't know what's wrong with his throat, man. Um, do you like eye roll or what? Like, because <laughs> we can't see you. Do you like go like? Oh my god. De- yeah, depends on my mood as well. Sometimes I just ignore and tolerate it, and sometimes I'm like, dude, just mute or do it in the breaks or whatever. I've been getting used to, you know what's bothering me? I've been getting used to muting when I have to cough or when I have to sneeze because I have the mute button on the stream deck. Thank you. But um, when I'm not casting, like when I'm not producing, I can't use that. So I have to like tab out, go to the Discord, mute. And sometimes it's like so stressful. Whereas before I just press a button. Do you get used to that too? No, because I have a solution for you. Yeah, what is it? It's a stream deck button that doesn't mute the OBS source, but it does mute your entire input. <gasps> right? Are you kidding me? Right? What? Because I had the same same issue that you had, and then I thought, this can't be this can't be the only solution. Like, if you're not streaming, there must be a better solution to just mute yourself with a stream deck. It's the best thing ever by the way and then i found it i'm not 100 sure what it's called right now but i will is it mixer audio it's super easy um yeah wow you're gonna have to show me that big boy yeah if you're a streamer by the way and you don't have a stream deck go get one like it's the best it's the best thing it makes everything so much easier you know what is a big game changer for me, and I used it all the time, or I had to you do it all the time. You know, with our overlay, we have to change the name or the color or the data sometimes. Mm-hmm. I had to tab out and scroll over and then do it. Yeah. And sometimes you like scroll to the right of the game when you're doing it, and it was so annoying. But now I could just press a few buttons. I don't even have to exit the game. It's so worth it. Stream Deck, guys, get the extra large. It's worth the money, man. You get tons of extra keys. You'd be surprised how many keys you actually need sometimes during a broadcast. Um, definitely worth. And there's a little plug there. True. Shout out Elgato. Whatever they do, it's just great. The lights are amazing. The Stream Deck is fantastic. The green screens are super easy to set up. I mean, we're not even getting paid. And... Yeah, we just, if you want to take yep. it to the next level, you still got it. I'm not too sure how good the the microphone is, but I heard it's super easy to set up as well because uh, Scription is using one, I think. And yeah, very good quality in whatever they do. So mm. what, do we want to talk about Warcraft? We just get like 30, 35 minutes. How long has it been? Wow, 35 minutes? <laughs> oh, we're good at this, man. We're getting good. I, you know what? I'm enjoying it. You know, we're just we're just shooting the shit. Yeah, we could talk about Warcraft. There's been a lot that's happened. Yeah, like um, I and- didn't see anything at all. Just a couple of tweets. And uh, I want to sh- give a little shout out before we dive into the topics we, we created. Armin VB won a silver cup, I think. And he's one of my favorite people in the scene because he's such a super mega nice guy. He is uh, streaming very frequently. He's using his social media really well. Like prior to a tournament, he says, hey guys, I'm playing this one. Watch my stuff here. After a tournament, he briefly recaps his run. And I'm following him for a long time. It was super cool to see his progress. It's kind of similar to to Hipposaur. Uh, And then he finally won a silver cup last week and he was so happy i mean how much joy can you put in a tweet it was so cool to see um armin vb one of the greatest dudes in the scene i think he's super nice he helped me with um the server issues because he's from amsterdam 
Definitely Netherlands, but I'm not too sure. Or Netherlands, yeah, Netherlands, yeah. Um, but Amsterdam is in the Netherlands. I just don't know where from the from uh, the Netherlands. I'm not too sure either, but yeah, good for him, man. It's good. It's good that he won. Cool. A lot of guys grinding, man. Under the, you know, I wouldn't say that RMVB is under the radar because a lot of people know who he is, but a lot of people grind, and uh, when they get that recognition, we notice, and it's always good. It's always worth it. Sure. So, um, WGL qualifier happened. There was a lot. No, oh, there is a lot to talk about. Um, I did pretty much nothing except I told WGL like, "Yep, we're doing it," and then uh, passed it over to you and Remo and Carson to do it. So. I have no idea what the issues are. How did it go? Fill me in, Ricky. Um, you know what? The hardest part was just getting signups. Everything worked really well. Um, I made a server chart that is pretty much up to date. There's a few things that are just absolutely horrible that we cannot fix. So um, for example, like Australia, New Zealand against Russia is just an, uh, it's just a really bad, like somebody's going to, they're both going to have 180, 200 ping. To fill the viewers um, in a little bit, this this was the Western qualifier for WGL. Yeah, the so this is the Western, yeah. So, so the Western qualifier um, for the WGL summer, basically they're taking 16 players. Um, it's a really big prize pool. It's still not announced yet, but they offered two of those 16 spots to be Western players, um, basically outside of Asia. So uh, we were in charge of hosting the qualifiers to get this done. We had our open qualifiers where we took uh, four players and then we invited four. So we have eight in the closed, which is going to be played next week. Two of those players will go to the main event, um, which is really nice of WGL to do. And since this um, was the Western qualifier, it is everything outside of Asia in one qualifier. So hosting situation is a little tricky. We saw that during W3 Champions Finals already, and Ricky was up to the task to create the most fair uh, host solution that we can probably get. And now you can continue. Yeah, so um, pretty much... You know, I wasn't going to really be a part of it if it was just going to be a Western qualifier, but everything's on Europe because it's not fair. Yeah. Um, a lot of the signups are from everywhere. So the key was just to, to build a chart, which War 3 Champions kickstarted um, during their Season 6 tournament. They had a chart where it wasn't as broken down, but um, it was pretty much like here, if you're from this server and this region, you play on this one. Um, so, so I piggybacked off that, expanded that into almost every region possible i think maybe russia could be broken down into two parts but for the most part it's pretty good um and i worked with a lot of players they were all very helpful um including the the bitchy whiny ones uh, you know x lord was very helpful cool. despite the fact he said he doesn't want to play in it which is fine he only wants to play on 60 ms or less unrealistic if for cross server but if he wants to stay with regional that's fine thank you for the input though uh todd as well another great one uh you know he was like well maybe we should do this and i looked it over and and we changed some things there so for the most part everybody uh the southeast asia oceanic na um, big shout out to Hitman. Hitman helped out. Koreans also, like uh, Mikhail and Lolliet and Focus, gave their uh, pings. Infi from China, I think Cine as well, um, gave their pings to help me out. So we really tried to, to make it work. And we, I, we came up with this chart right before the qualifiers where um, maybe it's not going to be ideal, but it will be fair. Um, and, and nobody complained, Neo. Nobody complained, wow. man. Players looked at the chart and they said, okay, we're playing on EU North. Okay, we're playing on this one. Okay. Um, and uh, there's some variants. Like if you're from a different part of Australia, maybe you would prefer West India over Asia East, but you get to choose. Like there's options and it's basically the most optimal. Um, so that, that is, happened. And on it, 
that is super cool to see that there was a clear task that someone in the scene had to do and that so many people chipped in and uh, spending their own free time. And oh, it's like to ask for something like this, like the ping chart in War 3 Champions isn't too much, but we just shouldn't take this for granted that so many players try to help and want the best solution. That's uh, that's really cool to hear. Yeah, and it's it's cool. It's interesting too because at the start I I pegged Mexico, Peru, um, Brazil, all in South America, but it turns out Mexico is more like U.S. East, mm -hmm. um, so they wanted to be added to U.S. East and and taken away from South America, which is good. I believe that Mexico is North America anyway, mm -hmm. um, on the regional graph. But uh, you know, uh, geographically, I thought it was close, but it took like a lot of uh, back and forth, and it, yeah, it was a team effort, man. Everybody from every region they liked it, and at the end of the day, even if they chose not to play they do agree that it's the fairest and this is right. Um, and you're totally entitled to participate or don't participate. But the way I was looking at it is the, the servers aren't going to get any better. The pings won't get any better. When Blizzard makes their ladder, we've talked about this. They're not going to have the answer. They're, they won't even have as many servers. War 3 Champions is doing it the best it's ever going to get. And, you know, as time goes on and on, I feel this like fear of missing out where I don't want us to not have fair meaningful cross server yes it will never be as good as land we understand this i hope players can understand this i hope they understand that if they lose with 150 ping nobody's gonna hang them out to dry we know that online is where or offline is where it's at um and i think it was so cool and understanding that most people were like you know what i think i just have to play on 180 ping on this one or I think, you know what? I think we both just have to have 130. And to hear that and to not hear him like initially like, fuck, like why you, well, I want to play on 30 ping, you know? Like it was so cool that people were like, oh, you know what? I've looked at the numbers too and this is right or this could be adjusted. But for the most part, people were cool with it. I think that was fucking awesome. Yeah, that's, that's really nice. I mean, uh, we never had a perfect solution for this. The closest we had was, I guess, G Arena, uh, but that was no servers, but like private, people so if there's a clan war in the middle of the night you have to wake up someone from Novosibirsk to have a fair ping between Russia and China or whatever uh, so those days are gone and of course G Arena isn't usable anymore uh, so yeah this is as good as it gets maybe people discover new server solutions for some reason like find a new provider that we could add or find a new location that might be better because it's so weird how all of this works like of course it's uh, region-based but it's also very specifically location-based and even if you're in the same city but have a different ISP like a service provider it can still be very very different uh, yep. so, so even that like isn't a guarantee especially in in China uh, or in, in Russia also in, in Germany it's a big thing so it is a very very complicated task and that people accept this and just not whine and bitch and come to one solution that's really really cool uh did you use the artificial ping uh, feature or is that all without it no we didn't i just learned about this later that we can actually do that you can raise ah. the ping i haven't done that yet um for the most part players do like prefer that 80 130 80 over 130 130 130 okay. um so i i do feel like i've asked them you know would you rather just find the lowest ping for both of you and then both have that ping they say no uh, we would prefer to have like the switching, even if I get it, even if I lose two hosts to one in a best of three, I would prefer to have that one with something better. Okay. Um, 
So we, we looked into it. If players do want that, then it's totally fine. You know, at the end of the day, though, if the, the players can make the call and if they can't, we have this chart as a standard so people don't get hosed. So people know exactly what they're signing up for and what to expect. So this um, is now the gold standard for all cross regional tournaments, I imagine. I don't know about that. I mean, it's it's the standard for the WGL qualifiers and Dust League. Um, War Three Champions have told me they're not going to use that. Oh, um, why is that? They said the there's I don't know. They didn't agree with some of them or something, um, which is fine. So I don't think it's. I hope it could be a benchmark. I hope at least TOs will make their own then and use it. But I think it's very important to have those rules set in place before people sign up. The and to make thing, it very like there's a little bit of a council right now between uh, especially you Carson and the War Three Champions guys right as the two big tos that we have, um, so just offer the solution to the public I guess and like both solutions both charts and if people find improvements, everybody benefits right like. Oh, it changed. It changed 15 times during the qualifier <laughs> because uh, players were offering solutions and they were right. Um, it's constantly changing. I mean, uh, War Three Champions just implemented uh, US West 6, which is Los Angeles, a new server we've never even seen before. So I'm really eager to get pings and maybe see if that fixes the Russia CIS issues um, because Los Angeles is much different than Washington, which was the original US West 5. But big shout out to Fluxu. Uh, and the War 3 Champions flow guys that uh, were pretty uh, open and opened their doors for me to do this. You know, I made it very clear what my intentions were. Um, but also, you know, we did it. We we made it work with WGL. We had those crossover uh, matches. Um, and for the most part, players were totally cool. Just to be um, 100% sure, the difference is that Los Angeles is like US West South and Washington is US West North, right? Yeah, so I think LA is SoCal, and then uh, Washington is Seattle, which is North. Yeah. Um, so Northern, we just display yeah. what what the big difference there is and uh, why these servers are different. Cool. Yeah, and it could it could be you know a, a solution of like thirty ping or whatever, so it does make a difference. Um, but yeah, we implemented it and it worked, and I'm going to be using it. And I hope uh, you know who knows, man. Maybe China will just say, you know what, let's not do netties, let's do flow. It'll never happen. Oh, Ricky, but the segue. Uh, <laughs> the segue. I'm a dreamer. You're, I'm a dreamer. You're a moderator god, you know that. Because that I know, is, that you is, like that? That's actually one of our next talking points that you lead in there. Was that on purpose or was it just purely coincidental? I don't think I do anything on purpose. I don't god I don't have that kind of intellect, but it was fly. <laughs> because uh, we had a tweet by Xlord, of course, uh, three-time German or six-time German champion now. He played WGL in the past. And once we announced the WGL qualifiers, he said something about them. And his uh, it's like, quote unquote Europe tournaments doing everything to make games between Asia and Europe more fair by using War 3 champions what do Asian tournaments do yep forcing everyone to play on netties with a 200 plus ping by hashtag boycott WGL summer 2021 so that was his statement and uh, I kind of came out of my hibernation state and replied like I Locked out of the back to Warcraft Twitter, but of course I'm following Xlord on my private Twitter, uh, so I had a little exchange there. And I think um, it's it's not as easy. Of course he has several good points, but I think you can't really compare Netties to War 3 Champions uh, for a couple of reasons. A, uh, Netties is Chinese, and War 3 Champions is like, I don't know where their base is. UK or America by now, but it's like a. An oh, it's not a. It's not an A base. That's for sure. But it's, it's definitely a company. somewhere they, in EU. They 
founded a like limited company, right? So I don't know where that is. If uh, probably you. If Floss did that or Seth did that, I don't know. Um, but yeah, like just not being a Chinese company doesn't really matter where uh, what what rules and, and legal things apply. You don't have to deal with the Chinese government. And that is makes everything so much easier because I am I'm not I'm not one hundred percent sure, but I'm I don't think you can get hosts outside the firewall of China. It's tough. It's um I mean you can illegal. the servers like yeah I mean there's obviously loopholes I think you nailed it though what what are their incentives I don't think that WGL is in it for Warcraft 3 or the community I think it's a business I think it's a business first and it starts with you know the uh, advertising of Netties their their platform itself um, are they going to deviate from the entire point of advertising to not play on it because it's not optimal, that's what they're gonna say. Oh, why are you playing on on Flow? Because it's better than our platform. They're not gonna do that um, on a business standpoint or anything. Plus, you know, Chinese government they could do whatever they want. They don't care about everyone else's feelings, which is you know, yeah. it, it's great for business. But in terms of like this tournament, do they care about the Western ping? No. Just to explain, they, they want to a little yeah. bit how how netties works it's obviously uh free to use and it's also making warcraft in china free to play which is a very very good advantage over what we have here with the 30 dollars 40 dollars uh, war 3 reforge fuck that by the way um so it's it's free to play but how they monetize is with like fun maps and you can buy skins for that you can buy custom frames for your avatar you can obviously get a custom avatar uh if you pay for it it's it's a little bit like loot boxes from time to time but you can also pay for custom things and this is also a big part of how they finance the wgl tournaments because since wgl winter 2020 uh, you can buy like packs similar to what you can do with a compendium at the international where Part of that goes directly to the prize pool. It's a tournament-themed goodies for your account. So yeah, that's what they do. So if they show people the option, like, hey, here's another cool server that you could access, uh, we, like, they would lose money, I guess. So why would they do that? Um, very good point, obviously. And yeah, that is, of course, an unfortunate situation, uh, which only is a bad situation because of COVID, obviously. Because prior, these two spots, these two players, or sometimes even four, were invited to China. So I had a lengthy discussion with Exord, and one of his parts, uh, what he said was, um, they don't even care about Western Warcraft, which is a very wrong take, in my opinion. They flew... Not only players in, which is kind of expensive, they also right. flew uh, as casters in, which they totally don't have to do. Like, what do they... And they would have done, if if there was no COVID, they would have done it for these events. Absolutely. They would have also flown players out and casters. And, and Yeah, they do. I didn't say that they didn't care about us. I said they didn't care about our pings. Yeah. If is... it means that they have to change their platform that they're trying to sell money on. That's what I was trying to say. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh... Yeah, they certainly do. They certainly do care about us if they're even. Yeah, yeah. There, there is no server choice on Netties. Like, uh, you can't even choose China East, China West, China North, China South, or something. That is just. Uh, I don't know how they do it, but they do it. Um, 
So, yeah. I think it, X-Lord, while having good points that it's very unfair for the European players, and especially, as we said last time already, for people in Central Europe or US East, where the ping is the worst, obviously, uh, on US West and Eastern Europe, it's closer to China, and so it's a better connection, obviously. But yeah, for, for those regions, it's really, really bad, and... Yeah, they can't really improve it with their infrastructure and with their legal frame they have to operate in. But I would never say they're not caring about Western Warcraft. Like, even in times when Western Warcraft was obviously pretty shit, like 2014, 15, 16-ish, they always gave us one, two to four spots. So yep. they, they really care. They... Uh, they listen when we have map proposals, for example. Um, yeah, they they were always there for us. And that's a little unfair now to blame them uh, because there's no different option for this, like, yeah. Yeah, I think it's the wrong time to pick a beef uh, for him. And you know what? It's it, it ties into he's one of those players where, you know, it's a little upsetting, you know. Um, we talk about compromise and, you know, players maybe trying to accept uh, playing on a, a worse ping, you know, we've kind of been catered recently with War 3 Champions because I do think that the pings on GGC were very high in general. Yes. Um, there were always 150 plus for cross server, 200 sometimes. I know Focus won like 30 cups in a row on 240 ping. I was the host. Um, that was the best he could get, 215 sometimes. But uh, for the most part, we've been very spoiled with good ping and X-Lord doesn't like to play. He sees the difference. He feels the difference now and he's not the only one. Um, but I do put a big asterisk on, on cross-server because we don't have everybody. I would love a, a universe where happy X-Lord, Hitman, Cruncher, uh, all the Asians compete in one, in one realm. It's hard to do. Um, and there's always an asterisk every time that it does happen because, well, you know, this guy had 150 ping and it, it sucks. But um, I still think we, we we should see it. I still think there's a place for it. Um, I wish X Lord wasn't so hell bent on like no, I'm not doing it because X. I I wish he would you know be cool. But you know what? It, 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 people feel it, then they don't want to play. You can't force someone to play. Um, at the end of the day, so it's at just least kind of tried, upsetting. He tried before, so I, I don't blame him as yes, much he did as others. Um, and he made some very good points in that Twitter thread, and it's cool. I always like when players voice their opinion. Uh, at least, like, the least thing you can do is just disagree and show them why they are at least partly wrong. Or you come to an agreement and you educate them. I had a very nice uh, private chat with them afterwards. So, well, it was crazy how many people didn't understand pings. Like, how many people would bitch about the pings, but then when you show them the oh, yeah. pings for the region they're talking about, they're like, oh, yeah, for sure. they get that much? And you're like, yeah, dude, they get 150. You get 120. Like, this is the best we could do. You know, it was, uh, people just are pretty narrow-sighted, but um, for the most part, it was all right. But, um, yeah, X-Lord's not the only one, you know? He's not the oh, only yeah, one. Oh, yeah, for sure. To sum this up, uh, Commercial reasons, legal reasons, and we should be a little more appreciative towards WGL that they still give us two points, which makes things more exciting. Like, even if Foggy is not fighting for the grand final, but for the round of eight, uh, it's it's still way more exciting than not having European participants. And, and for some people in some space of the world, it's not that hard. So WGL is going to be cool. Uh, midst of July is when the main event happens. Ricky, 
Every week we want to talk about monetization and tournaments and stuff. And once again, we're very, very close to the five minute mark and we still have to do some Q&A. So I guess we have to postpone that topic once again. Oh, I thought you were going to say, I guess, two-hour podcast. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it looks like it's going to have to be postponed. But we do have some good questions. You know, last week we had some killer questions. Big shout out to you guys on the Patreon. You guys nailed it with the questions. That was uh, yes. pretty pretty uh, exciting. But we'll take a few uh, from for this week. Corey Kaler. Cooler. Coming in. It's Kaler. Why? It's an O-E. It's O. It's, it's Cooler. No, it's Corey Kaler. We asked him on stream and he said oh. that you guys, it's weird that you guys say his name wrong because you're German and it's a German name. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> let's not embarrass you. Let's just, you know, let's just answer Corey. Wait, 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 wait. Question, for all right? the Germans out there, it's, it's spelled K-O-E-L-H-E-R. That is Kula. Well, you know, it tastes good. I like Pepsi preferably, but um, okay. The question from Corey Kaler is what do you think about the news regarding frost giant and the other companies made by x blizzard folks uh i think i heard they were reaching out to different strategy communities like age of empires starcraft warcraft etc have you had a chance to communicate and get an inside scoop if so anything you can share i'll start with you uh frost giant or other indie companies that are making rts what do you think yeah obviously great uh, that things get decentralized from Blizzard is, I think, a very, 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 very good thing at the moment. We all know why and how and the downfall of Blizzard. The videos are out there. Uh, so having very talented and passionate people... Oh, I don't really want to say passionate. Um, but in this case, it really fits. Very talented and passionate people uh, with decent funding working on games in a genre that we love is obviously a very very good thing especially if you already have proof that they know what to do and in the environment of a new company which is a lot smaller than they were before they have a lot more freedom so maybe there were a lot of ideas that were just uh, nixed because one ceo thought that's not a good idea or that you couldn't implement it because you couldn't monetize it or something mm. with a small small indie company environment i think uh there's a lot of potential for for fresh ideas even though there's of course a lot more challenges because you don't have as much help as you had before i think monk talked about it on the recent pylon show with artosis that at blizzard obviously there's a department for uh coding designing q a marketing esports etc etc uh and now at frost giant if they are on the pylon show, they have to put out the tweet themselves, right? So that's definitely, definitely a different environment. But everything I see from the outside perspective is really cool. A, the people that work there, especially Monk, amazing. There's a couple of people who got a lot of uh, trust from the people that I know from StarCraft. There's some people that worked on Warcraft 3 already. Not reforged, but, you know, the good old one back in the day. Um, and they know what to do. They know what they want, I think, by now. At first, it was all a little bit in the air. Like, do we want to lean more towards Warcraft 3 or Starcraft 2 or create something completely new? It feels like they have a decent idea and a good direction. And they 
ask and listen to so much. I'm not spending too much time on their subreddit, but it's really nice to see how the community interaction works. Like it's working. It's just, it's a community interaction that works. They listen, the people answer, then there's feedback rounds. And that's a very, very good thing, especially in the early stage of development. Um, at first there was not only Frost Giant, but also the new company of Mike Morheim. Uh, Dream Haven, and already there, a lot of people were 100% sure, like, oh, this is going to be the next RTS thingy. But apparently, uh, they have a partnership now, so it would be really. Mm, I think it's very unlikely that Dream Haven is doing an RTS as well if they partner up with Frost Giant. Like, why would they do that? They would partner up with their own competitor. So I think uh, they share manpower and create a hive mind to build one RTS. Frost Giant is going to do that. Dreamhaven is going to assist with that. That would be my logical thinking. Uh, so we shouldn't expect two big RTSs coming up, but rather one with joint forces by people that formerly worked at Blizzard and that love RTS very much. So I am very hopeful for this. Um, you mentioned that they were on the fence about StarCraft 2 or WarCraft 3. I haven't really paid attention. Did they make a decision uh, about which game they want to lean closer towards? Nothing official, I think. Uh, oh, okay. So, um, I, I don't really know, but... Yeah, I don't know either. All I know, guys, is this Frost Giant project, I mean, the alpha isn't coming out for years. Yes. Um, and when I say years, I mean years. Yes. Uh, it's not even a baby. It's not even a sperm in the egg right now. It's uh, they, it's pretty fresh. They so. just decided on an engine. So that's where we are right now. Yeah, so years. Um, yeah. Uh, inside scoop? No, I don't have any inside scoops about this. I'm hopeful. I think it's a great step for RTS in terms of now we don't have to rely on being held captive by blizzard if there's a game that comes out with a community we can actually just wash our hands and be rid of this piece of shit company that's been <laughs> shitting on the esports community that it harbored for years and i am so ready to jump ship that you have no fucking idea i love warcraft 3 but if there's something else that's better and we can get behind it and it's good i will get behind it Warcraft 3 is always going to be in my heart, but I don't look at Warcraft 3 and Blizzard. I look at Warcraft 3 as separate. Um, but I think it's time to stop being held uh, by chains by this company that's really just grabbed us by the balls for years. In that regard, a little follow-up on last week where we said, hey, there was a patch and there are no patch notes. So what the hell? Um, I reached out and I didn't get an answer and there's no patch notes in the forums. So... Hey, there you go. There you hey, go. But you know what they did? They fucked up Concealed Hill. Hey, let's uh, no more replays to watch. Eh, who cares about uh, analyzing the game for the past uh, 18 years unless you got Lady Lisa and uh, stuff like that. But all right. Thanks. Lady thanks for Risa. Nothing. Is it Risa? Yes. I love that. I love that lady. She's great. I met her. Yeah, twice, but good. Oh, really? Yeah, she was at uh, World Cyber Games Xi'an. Oh, it's not a it's not a dude with a girl's name that's like anime. That's a real person. <laughs> that is a real person. Is yes. her name Risa? Uh, I don't know. Oh, I didn't know that. I thought that was like one of the you know like uh, someone's got like a girl's anime name and it's like I don't know. Yeah, I didn't you know start who a World was. of Warcraft uh, character as a female gnome or something. Yeah, no. Yeah, I didn't. I, I didn't know. No, yeah, Risa. That's, cool. that's interesting. 
Super nice. Yeah, so there sorry, Corey, uh, however your surname is spelled. Uh, no inside scoops, but a lot of hope. All right, there you go. Uh, question from Wantu. Big fan of Wantu. Good guy. Top five. Uh, he says, there's a bunch of events happening in Warcraft 3 right now. Some the same old characters and some meant for specific types of players, like lower level leagues, region-based leagues, etc. What sort of events do you think are missing? What kind of events would you like to see? Hmm. Uh, cool question. I would like to see um, region wars, like Europe versus NA versus uh, China versus Korea. That would be very, very dope. We didn't have that in a long time. I am um, in that regard. You could also advocate for race war, like at one team per Warcraft race fighting against each other. But dude, I don't want that balance wine anywhere near me so nope to race war yay to region war yeah i mean i'm always a fan of team leagues i just think like it's just kind of faded out i think we are missing that but we're missing that fire as well that we used to have back in the day that we don't have anymore um i think you absolutely nailed it with like region wars i think that'd be dope it has to be on land though that would be so dope can you imagine a nation wars on land wait that no, would uh... be incredible doesn't have to like of course we're going to talk about ping again uh but if like it depends a little bit on the format which you run it with but let's say you give the ping advantage uh on series one to europe the ping advantage for series two to the other region or something like i think you can figure something out and the biggest one lan how about some lands? I missed lands. I would love lands, dude. I am so pissed that we don't get to see what Hitman last year would have done offline or what Happy last year would have done offline. It sucks. I don't like it. I'm I'm one of those like uh, I don't even I don't want to say elitist, but what's it called? Like purists. I'm a purist of the game, and I feel like I want to see people in their prime playing in their prime. And it sucks that it's all online and with stupid hosts, and players don't want to play it, and some drop out, and some don't, and we get a matchup that's not as exciting as what could have been. And I hate it. Lan, baby. Good question. Want to love you. Big kiss. Damn, you really like this guy. You know who I like. The amazing people that support us on Patreon. Especially, of course, yeah, good. the Golden Goat, which is Knuppe Quakes, who has the major title that we give up only or give out only once on our Patreon. So he's the Golden Goat. He's the greatest of all time. But I also like the people that are in the Midas tier. That's the second highest tier that we got for 50 euro a month. Like uh, Toxie, for example. Like Nem. Like Save Orcas. Like Scription. And like Teggy. These people are absolutely amazing. Looking forward to uh, seeing them improve with all that coaching they get and seeing them again at the fun game evenings, which was super nice last time. And uh, you don't have to be a Midas tier to be part of that, though. You also get access with the Profit tier, with Don Dolare, Jay Getz, and N Pedrud. They're already there. And these people are all awesome. I agree. I can't believe we're on episode 12. That's three months. Damn, now that you say it, that is true. How crazy is that? It feels like it was yesterday, Ricky. When we sat feels here like, yeah. and uh, we weren't satisfied at all with episode one. No one was. No. Remo gave some feedback for the first time in his life. And think since then, feels good. 
It feels good. I'll never go back and watch episode one. And uh, (laughs) if you're listening to this right now, please don't do it. If I could delete it, I would. But it would just look ridiculous when we started at episode two. Um, Yeah, that's going to be it. Right. Uh, Yeah, of of course, you don't have to be a high tier uh, Patreon to support us. There is smaller tiers as well. The tomato tier where you get access to the exclusive discords that we have. Uh, That's a little like, of course, we love our usual people in the discord as well. But, you know, it's a little early access, a couple of sneak peeks, and uh, we definitely prioritize our supporters Discord over there. Uh, You get early access to this very podcast with the uh, coach tier. One week early. If you can't get enough of us, sign up for the Patreon and get uh, this all one week early. And of course, very a lot closer to the action when it actually happens. Like last week, uh, I think the episode with Insta being banned was released. Now that we record this, he's unbanned. So, you know, time just passes by like crazy. And uh, if you like what... Uh, Carson and I are listening to music-wise, so if you like what Remo is talking about on stream, we give up, uh, we give out hand-picked recommendations every month for the coach tier. That is Remo's tier. So go check it out, patreon.com slash back to Warcraft, whatever you can, uh, whatever you want. We got a little bit for everyone over there. And of course, we're gonna support us on Spotify, on iTunes, on Google Podcast. And on YouTube, just give a thumbs up. Give us a star. Give us five stars, actually. One star isn't enough. Subscribe so you get the, all the episodes into your feed. That already helps make it a, making it a little more visible. And I hope you guys enjoy what we do here. If not, there's feedback channels on the Discord. And you can always reach us at Bidu at Back to Warcraft and Neo at Back to Warcraft. Wow, nice plugs. Next week's going to be very exciting. Is that so? Yeah. Why? Because we got some news. Huh. Next week should be very exciting. Huh. I hope. I can't. I have no idea what you're possibly talking about, Ricky. What? I... We we love you guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.